Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's Sports Business Los Angeles. He is Tom Hofarth of the LA Times Sports Business Journal. I'm Fred Wallen. Uh, we'd love your emails. We're going to talk about everything in sports business uh, right here on Believe. Uh, the email address would be sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Tom Hofar, so much is happening. We're going to do this in a quick 15 or 20 minutes, but uh, let's start with this. Uh, off the top, people are saying, great deal by the Dodgers trading for Mookie Betts. Now, Mookie Betts may be second best player in baseball if Mike Trout's number one. But the negative, Tom, as far as I see it, there's absolutely no way, I mean no way, they're going to pay $400 million for 10 years after this season, and he'll be a free agent. So basically, they're renting him while Verdugo becomes an all-star in the American League five times over. Your comments. <laughs> I, as much as I like Verdugo's game, I don't think he's as durable as we like to think. I, I, I think that was a, a calculated risk sending him there. And I, you know, I look at all the, the, the times the Dodgers have made trades with the Red Sox in the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. You flash back the Manny Ramirez trade 10 years ago or whatever sure. it was. And they gave up, you know, not that much. They were just taking on salary. And then you went to the Adrian Gonzalez, you know, one the other time that took on Josh Beckett's salary. Right. And really this was, this, you know, you take Mookie Betts on this one, but you take on David Price's salary. And the Dodgers seem to be in this dumpster dive with the Red Sox every so often to take their salary away from them and, and you know, kind of move on and, and pick and take who they want. And you're right, Betts is, uh, it's, he's already making, I think, $27 million yep. in 2020. And, you know, who knows what he's going to make after. Is he legit? Is he worth it? Well, he'll find out. And it, if it works, great. If not, then you've just, you know, you, you've got a good solid year out of him. But I think... <laughs> What, no, I think what would sell him on staying is if they won a World Series. And then you could say, listen, we, we appreciate you being here. You know, uh, uh, you know they, 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 they've done this similar thing with Yasiel Puig, and, and now they're doing it again with Jack Peterson. They kind of just cycle out guys who aren't flexible. And and when I look at the I look at the Peterson trade with the Angels again, Peterson they they had that horrible experiment of trying to make him a first baseman, and they just realized he's he's only an outfielder. Now Betts, I don't know if Betts can play any other position but the outfield, but it, it, he might not fit into their long plan, long term plans anyway. I think they just need anything they can do right now. It seems like a desperation move. Anything they can do right now just to win a World Series, just get over the hump, let the ships fall where they may afterwards, but. It's it's always money in this in this these kind of structured things, and um, you can applaud the Dodgers for you know not doing anything up to this point and now landing this. But I I thought they were in a better position when they were trying to make a, a deal with the Indians for Lindor and trying to solidify their offense and, and defense that way. But I you know I guess this is a decent consolation prize and and considering who they had to give up. Um, you know, they've now given away, and then they blow now let, you know, Ryu go, Rich Hill go, not a big loss. Maeda is a good innings eater. Um, Peterson, you know, he's going to hit 230 and hit 30 something home runs for you, but, but bets and price, you know, it, it doesn't seem to matter what you do the year before. You always seem to have to shake things up and make people think that you're doing something big and sparkling and, and pretty and, and, you know, 
get everybody riled up again for the season to to make another charge. So it, I don't know. I always thought they would they would wait until midseason to do anything, but I guess they decided to jump on this now. So I'm still trying to process, you know, the, the all all the particulars in. But it's you know, you always got to go back to the money and the salaries as to what drives something like this. Folks, it's Sports Business Los Angeles. He's Tom Hofarth. I'm Fred Wall. And email the sports Fred at aol.com. If Mookie Betts's agent goes to the Dodgers and says, "I want 35 million times 10 years, 350 million," they'll offer 33. As sure as I'm sitting here, they don't. Well, that's want what Mike s- Trout makes, right? Uh, right. Well, what I'm saying yeah. is, there's no way on earth that they're going to re-sign Mookie Betts because they're going to have to re-sign Bellinger in a year or two, and that's going right. to be the $400 million. So there's no chance. But the baseball fans, the Dodger fans, they jumped how great the deal was. I disagree. I don't think you give up Verdugo for one year of Mookie Betts because Verdugo will be a star. He may not be at Betts' level, but he'll last a lot, lot longer in Boston then Betts will last in L.A., and if he'd stayed in L.A., he'd last five to ten years, and you're getting one year out of Mookie Betts, who might be the second, as I said, might be the second-best player in baseball, the best player being Mike Trout uh, in Anaheim. You mentioned uh, the other deal, uh, the Peterson-Stripling deal to the Angels. Listen, Artie Marino's rich, but he's not as rich as the Guggenheims. The Dodgers saved $10 million on that deal. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, with, with Stripling and uh, and right now arbitration going on as far as uh, Peterson concerning once nine and they offered seven point seven five. So let's say he gets the nine and I think Stripling's probably making a million or two, so ten or eleven million dollars. So they save ten million dollars, eleven million dollars. Artie Marino's rich. The Guggenheims are richer and they make three hundred fifty million dollars a year. Spectrum and they black out 50 to 60 to 70 percent of us all the way to Las Vegas and I'm a Dodger fan so this is upsetting to me and you said it right he may only hit 230 Peterson or 240 but he'll hit 30 to 35 home runs and now the Angels got three or four guys who can hit 35 home runs you know uh, you think about third base now you talk about center field uh uh, he'll play left or he'll be a, uh, a designated hitter, but he'll hit 30 to 35 home runs. He's improved the last two two years. Your point well taken. He's the worst first baseman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but 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 he can hit. You know, he can hit with power. He only, you know, he did well in the, uh, not that it matters, in the home run derby. Anyways, I'm upset with the Dodgers because I'm always, you know, the thing is, and I don't think people understand it necessarily, the, uh, the team that you care about the most you watch out for the most. So I care about the Dodgers since the age of five. Right. Bugs the hell out of me because I think they're trying to fool the public into thinking, hey, we got Mookie for, you know, the rest of his career. No, you got him for 162 games and whatever playoff games they play in in 2020. All right. You want to talk. Yeah, no, it reminds me. Remember the Lakers when they got Dwight Howard? They kind of they sold us on that, too. And that that didn't happen. Dwight left very quickly. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Mookie Betts. He, look, and he can play center field as well as anybody in baseball. He can play right field as well as anybody in baseball. You put Bellinger in center and Mookie in right or vice versa, yeah. you don't have a better combination in, in all of baseball. I don't think there's any question about that. You wanted to talk about somebody who, well, was, I think baseball is a little upset with Pete Rose. And you saw some odds on the chances of him making it uh, back into baseball. And then, of course, if he's back into baseball, he'll make it into the Hall of Fame. Uh, what were the odds that you were talking about? Well, Pete Rose has got his lawyer now to try to get himself reinstated again. And the, the basis this time is that what I did comparably 
to what the Houston Astros players have done. You didn't punish any Astros player, and I think that what I did is not as egregious, and you gave me a lifetime ban. I think, well, the odds that I saw on uh, Bet Online, uh, if you bet, will the, will the MLB lift his ban? The yes is 5 to 1, and the no is 1 to 10. So, you know, it's, it's still a long shot. But I think he's got a decent case because things have changed so much with gambling and how gambling is looked at and how MLB is now in bed with gambling, and just like every other major sport is, they see it as a source of revenue, and they want to be able to post odds, and they want to be able to you know, say that this is going to keep people engaged, and you know, if you've got a little bit riding on a game, this will keep you all the way to the end of the game. And, and when we see the XFL stop, start this weekend, they're going to put you know, odds and things like that on the TV screen, and they're, going to, they're not going to hide any of that stuff. This is, gambling is out in the open, and it's, it's encouraged. So, <laughs> I mean, Pete Rose could be your best ambassador for you to go into the future of gambling, right? I mean, he could be the mascot <laughs> that you pull out and say, hey, Pete Rose, what do you think about this game? And, and for all the things they've been trying to do to change him, he's, he's not going to change his spots. He's always going to be a gambler, whether it's a racetrack or, or betting on teams and setting up a table in Vegas now and signing autographs for whoever wants it. So, to me, it's funny to see odds posted on Pete Rose on whether his lifetime ban will be lifted because of the hypocrisy of all this. Now, if he gets turned down, I think it exposes the Major League Baseball people for what they believe in and what they think they can make money. And then it really looks like a vendetta. Then it really looks like, okay, you cheated during the time when we had this rule. Now we have this other rule, and we're not, you know, we're not making you part of it. So, what is he, 78? And, and, you know, maybe has 10 more years left, 20 at the most. In his lifetime, will, will we ever see him go into the Hall of Fame? I, I hope so. I, re- I really do hope so because based on his playing career, which is what it's based on, he's, there's no doubt Hall of Famer, first ballot, first year. But okay, it's so what he did as a manager, as a gambling thing that still is – and then he lied about it, and then he never seemed to repent. So th- this whole thing coming up really is, 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 is makes me laugh again that – you know, he's got to pick his spots. He's got to pick, you know, he tries this every time there's a new commissioner. And, uh, you know, wh- whether I believe these odds or not, I would give him better than 5-1 to one odds, to tell you the truth, to see if this happens. Because once the lawyers get involved in this and the damage control people get involved in this, they almost can't keep him out. I mean, it reminds you flash back to when the uh, – when Major League Baseball had a lifetime ban on Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays for being greeters in Vegas, and then they finally got that overturned, you know, you, you, you sort of you live, you kind of move on. You, he's been punished enough. Let's 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 move on with this. The problem, Tom Hofarth, is eight days after uh, he signed the deal with the Major League Baseball commissioner, Bart Giamatti dropped dead. There are still people alive who love Bart Giamatti, mm-hmm. and they blame Pete Rose for that, as probably he did cause the heart attack. He certainly maybe got the heart attack sooner because of Pete Rose. I sure. agree with you. 30 years is far too long, but it's not, uh, I don't think it's a done deal. All right, let's talk other odds. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Tom Brady's a free agent. He bought a new home in Las Vegas. The Raiders were here in LA for many years. So a lot of folks in LA follow the Raiders as uh, Los Angeles team. Although of course they're now starting this year, they'll be in Las Vegas. The Chargers need a quarterback. What are the odds on Tom Brady going to Vegas going to the Chargers, or staying in New England? 
Well, just personally, I think the odds of him staying are much better than being in Las Vegas or or with the Chargers. But again, we go to our odds makers lines. I think he's getting three to one to go to the to Raiders and and you know almost the same to go to the Chargers. And both of those teams are you know trying to make big splashes in new stadiums. Um, the the you know the odds I like better that I saw were um, him getting traded to the 49ers for Garoppolo. Isn't that kind of an odd thing? Because he's always wanted to play in his hometown of San Francisco, and when the when the Patriots kind of you know did the bait and switch on him, they traded Garoppolo there instead. So uh, and I don't I don't I, you, you wonder how the 49ers would have done in the Super Bowl if Brady even calling signals and you know everything else what it is. They, I don't think they would have collapsed at the end just like they did, but. Um, Brady signed him in the driver's seat for somebody who's his age and doesn't really need to play anymore. It sure seems like he's got a lot of juice left in him, just as a as a as a uh, entertainment draw. And uh, I mean, where do you think he ends up? To me, it, to me, he stays with the Patriots. But I, I love the thought of him being in any of those other three places. I think Robert Kraft and him have a, cl- a closeness that. Uh is beyond a, an owner and a player. So I agree with you. I think he'll probably stay in New England in some way, somehow, maybe under the table. Not that Kraft yeah. would ever do anything like that. He'll give him 1% of the team or something like that, which would certainly would be illegal because nobody would know about as far as the salary cap is concerned. But <laughs> one way or the other, not that I'm trying to be you know, facetious here because I yeah. do think they have a special relationship, but I think something like that might occur. All right, folks, Sports Business Los Angeles. He's Tom Fofarth of the L.A. Sports of the, of the Sports Journal and, of course, uh, the L.A. Times. How many times a week do you write for the L.A. Times, three or four? Well, I try to do at least a couple per month, and uh, there's some new restrictions, new laws in place in California. That's another you know financial thing we can talk about that has to do with those who are in the gig economy, and I'm sure I'm one of many who are affected by this. So um, those who do writing on a freelance basis are really restricted these days. So, you know, I, I do have affiliations with a few places, and uh, I try to at least get twice a month with the L.A. Times, whether it's in the paper or online. So that's kind of where I'm at this point. Okay, so uh, you mentioned the XFL. Not only, uh, you know, it's, it's Vince McMahon, and you know that's a little bit crazy anyways. They have a combo now with Vison, the gambling uh, enterprise yep. out of Las Vegas. They're going to do a game cast of two games a weekend, meaning there's going to be professional uh, sportsbook guys talking about every play. What are the odds of uh, uh, scoring a touchdown here? What are the odds of this and that? So my question, Tom Hofarth, with the L.A. Renegades, I think that's their uh, nickname. And there's the Wildcats. The Wildcats, L.A. Uh, Wildcats. They're certainly, the Dallas uh, Renegades. Get your team straight. Uh, I don't know. They I, are I, playing I, the Dallas Renegades. Okay, so I can't – I wager on everything, but since I haven't <laughs> seen them play, I don't know their players. I, 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 I'm, so the question is – XFL has failed in the past. This time they've got some interesting rules, though. Uh, there's no extra points. Well, there's extra points. There's no kicking extra points. If you score from like, if you go for the extra point from the one yard line, to, I think to the three, uh, you get one point. If you try it from the five and make it, you get two points. And if you try it from the ten, you get three points. I like that actually. It makes I think for an exciting end to a, to any ball game. But the negative is, okay, I'm not negative on this. They they've uh, cut the uh, uh, playing time down from 40 seconds between plays to 25. That's fine and dandy. But I don't think anybody gives a crap about how long a game goes if it's exciting. In that 25-second clock, you're going to get more plays. They've cut halftime down to 10 minutes. I don't know why. I mean, you could sell more concessions if it's 15. But, again, everybody in baseball and football think that the fans 
won a shorter game. I think if you're there, I don't think too many people are looking at their watches. No, and, and I covered the USFL in the 1980s when it was here in L.A. with Steve Young, you know, playing teams Herschel Walker, Jim Kelly. Sure. There were some great games, and there were some overtime games, and there were some epic games that went on and on and on, and it was never boring. And you knew you were watching quality players. Now, the problem that they had last year with that other spring league is I couldn't identify any of the players. And if you're, this is kind of the same situation with the XFL. Now, when the XFL was here in 2001, you know Los Angeles is the defending XFL champions, right? No, I didn't know that, but thank you. Tommy for Maddox was the quarterback. Oh, identifiable okay. player. So there you UCLA, go. UCLA, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and it was, a, you know, it was a, it was what it was. It was still a Vince McMahon thing, but you know the XFL, um, it it had its uh, problems with NBC being the sole, you know, televisor of this. And now it's spread out with ESPN and Fox and and ABC's involved and so, you know, it's got some it, it's got some texture. It's got 10, 10 weeks to try this out. I think it's got a lot more behind it than last the last experiment last year that kind of ended mid-season. Um but again, I still don't know. I, there are no identifiable players except for uh, I think Landry Jones is the only quarterback I can name who's who's playing right now. I couldn't tell you anybody on the L.A. Wildcats. I don't. I, I think they play at the, uh, the 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 whatever they're calling the place now. It's at uh, in Carson where the Chargers played. The Dignity Center. Yeah. <laughs> the dignity, whatever, yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. Whatever they lost their Dignity Center. I mean, Jeffrey Pollock is the president and COO of the XFL. He used to run the Chargers. He's got a lot of good background in this. Um, and it really is an experiment. I, and one of the great things that the XFL did was experiment with rules and things like that. And it also experimented as a TV show, whereas it introduced that cable camera that was hovering overhead and, and became something that video games use, and now everybody uses it. So. Um, Vince McMahon isn't an idiot. He knows how to run a TV show, and that's what this is. But I think it's it's like going to play to see Hamilton, and then you see like the C-level actors doing it. You know, it's just the, the story might be there, it might be entertaining, but you're not seeing the top quality people do the show. So you can't you can't pay for more than twenty bucks a ticket and expect you know anything special. So um, as this thing goes along. You know, we'll we'll see week to week how it goes. I'm I'm really interested to see how the gambling aspect works with it, and and you know maybe this is the right time and place for it when it wasn't 20 years ago. So uh, I'm all for trying to see things that happen that could affect the NFL and even the college game in in the way that it's covered and the way that it's played and you know safety issues. So it's a good testing ground, and and, and it can and it could coexist again in the XF, in the USFL when I was covering this. You had a guy that was the, the the owner of the New York the New Jersey Generals. Don't tell me. Don't, don't give me his name, please. I'm yeah. gonna get a heart attack right here. He's the one who tore the whole place down because he got. <laughs> you know, he got, Folks, he, Donald Trump owned that stupid team. He wanted to be an NFL owner, and they wouldn't let him in. And then he tried to merge leagues, and then you know, <laughs> he tore he tore the thing apart. And it was a great it was a great setup for three years, but you know. It just it it should have been an indication of you know what was to come, but I don't see any you know when when the league owns this thing and you have you know quality coaches that's fine, and if the if the quality of the games are measuring up to something you know at this time this is such a dead time of year why not let's try it now. All right, I'm going to make a prediction here as we go off the air, Tom Hoforth of the L.A. Times and Sports Business Journal and the L.A. Sp- uh, Business Journal. Uh, my uh, prediction is. 
UCLA Bruins will lose both games in Arizona. We're taping this at right now 5.13 Pacific time on Thursday. They played 8 o'clock tonight. They're coming off two big wins over Colorado and Utah at home where they didn't yeah. draw 5,000 yeah. either game. Yeah. Uh, they will lose both games in Arizona tonight at Arizona State over the weekend at Arizona. And we'll talk about that next week. Also, Tom, next week I want to talk about what you brought up, uh, the expansion of gambling to the Indian casinos and wherever else I hope it gets to so we don't have to travel to Las Vegas or we can make wagers without at the casino. I guess you have to go there physically. I think it just, there's got to be a way in California where you can just make a phone call or an email or, you know, or go on the computer. And, well, I'm and sure there'll be, there'll be ways in the future when you walk into that SoFi Stadium in Inglewood and there'll be kiosks outside for you to do it right there too. I mean, there, there's going to be, they'll make it so easy for you, for you to lose as much money as you want. It'll be insane. <laughs> By the way, by the way, before we go off, Las Vegas made money on the Super Bowl. The state of New Jersey actually lost money on the Super Bowl <laughs> because they didn't have as many prop bets. And, uh, you know, and, and again, they would have Vegas would have lost a little bit, too. I think if uh, at the last part of the game, the total amount of rushing yardage for Patrick Mahomes, who I just yes. think is the smartest quarterback in the league, was like 29 and a half or 30, depending on where you might have wagered. And early, I think it was 27. And he was over that at 44. And then he, on the three plays at the end of the game, he kept backing <laughs> yeah. up five yards, five yards, and five yards. Now, I, I don't know how what, often you have wagered in your lifetime, but I think you know I have wagered a few thousand times. That is known as a bad beat. That yes, can't sir. That can't happen. Fortunately, I didn't have either side of that. But I would have taken the over, and it would have been a bad beat for me, yours truly. Tom Hofarth, we'll talk to you next week right here on Believe and uh, uh, Sports Business. And uh, stay well, and we'll talk to you in seven days. I give you a good over-under that will be available next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thomas Hofarth, LA Times. I'm Fred Wallen. Email us, sportsfred at AOL.com. Thanks to Scott for putting this together. And we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.